to fail or not to fail? Is that actually the question? I don't know. It's episode 69 of No Boring Stories. Let's get into it. Welcome to the No Boring Stories podcast. You know that you can use storytelling to captivate your audience, clarify your message, and grow your business and impact like never before. That's why I'm here. Each episode bringing you transformative stories, expert storytellers, and my signature storytelling tools all to help you tell a better story. Because there's no such thing as boring stories, just boring storytellers. I'm your host, Alex Street, and I went to over 150 auditions in three years, and we're going to talk about that a lot right now because we're going to talk all about failure. And let me tell you, in a lot of those auditions, there was a lot of failure. So I, as you know, listening to this podcast, uh, have been an actor my entire life. And for a very little bit of my life, I've been a paid actor in different scenarios. I got first put on stage when I was in second grade, my mom put me on stage in the school pantomime, and I didn't have any lines. I was a teddy bear in the teddy bear picnic scene in Cinderella, which, of course, there was a teddy bear picnic scene in Cinderella so that my mother could create a role for me to play. I don't know why she didn't make me a mouse, because that's, like, actually a character. Anyways, that sparked something within me where I wanted to act. I needed to act. I needed to play characters and be in front of an audience then me and my brother would make videos all the time. We'd got the big VHS camcorder and we would splice together videos using this really amazing editing machine that would put titles on it. We created anything from superhero videos to weird um, like infomercials to uh, zombie movies. We made everything. That was over summers. That was in the fall. That was any time that we were bored. We would make a video. And what it usually ended up being was my brother would create an idea and then always knew that he had an actor on hand to make his idea reality because he's the screenwriter. I'm the actor. So we would do that for years and years and years. Then we got into grade nine and I started acting. I got into the drama team and, and drama class and was in the school production in ninth grade, and and I remember going to the cast, the the rap party, after the final performance, and I'm hanging out with all these twelfth graders, and 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 at that time we had grade thirteen in Ontario, and uh, they were like real adults. Uh, I think one of them was pregnant. I was like, what is going on here? I'm this little scrawny ninth grader who's like hanging out with all these these adults, and felt like I've really made it, and from that point forward, felt like. This is going to be what I do. I'm going to act. I'm going to make this my career. I love this so much. And took every opportunity I could to then be in any performance, any play. I put on plays in whatever class I was in, geography, math. If I had a presentation or had to speak in some way, I would turn it into a character, uh, a character arc of, of some kind. Then we got into, okay, what am I going to do after high school? And I was like, well, I'm going to act, of course. So I actually applied to three universities to go for drama and um, was excited about that. But then when they wrote back and said, okay, come for your audition, I was like, no way. I'm not auditioning to go to school, which I don't know if it was arrogant or what, but there was something within me that said, I'm not going to do that. And I think it was really just something inside me saying, no, you don't want to go down this path. You don't want to go to university for this. 
But really what it was, how that showed up, was me saying, nah, I'm just going to go and actually do the thing. So out of high school, I moved into an apartment with my brother in downtown Toronto with the sole purpose of getting noticed, getting an agent, getting seen, getting into a movie or six and winning an Oscar by the time I was 21 years old. This was going to happen. I was confident, baby. Well, it was hard. It was very hard. I In that time, I did uh, show up in an indie independent film that was really weird. And I worked as a server at a restaurant at Swiss Ballet and uh, was a struggling artist, was a starving artist, as they say. Um, worked just to pay rent, just enough to pay rent, and then went out and auditioned or took my headshots that my dad took as a professional photographer. That wasn't just like he took it on some sort of, you know, little Kodak thing. He set up, he had he had the full setup and, and took my headshots and printed them. And I took those around to agencies around town. But I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how to get in there. I didn't know what they were looking for. I had no resume. So I did that. And I then was sad that I wasn't getting noticed. But also during that time, I got to perform on stage with my mom. Again, professional acting. I got paid. It was not much at all. I think it was $25 a show. But I got to be on stage with her. And that was a moment where I kind of saw it all come together. And it was this beautiful introduction to this is what it's like to perform and to make an audience laugh, to affect the audience just like I wanted to, because that's what I saw my mom do. I was now in that position with her, making that same audience laugh alongside her. It was incredible, but it was hard. So when a friend suggested that I go out to school with him in Saskatchewan, and I was like, well, what should I do? He's like, I don't know, youth ministry. I was like, you know what? That actually sounds great. And now this dream of being an actor, of winning an Oscar was done. But the acting didn't stop. So I went to school, yeah, but then I took a class on acting there, and then I acted in all the productions that were at that college, and then I won an award for acting, and I came back and then started working at my church, and guess what? And all the times that I got to speak about this ancient story of Jesus and and how God was working, I would put on characters all the time to tell those stories. Whatever day camps we were running, I would put on the costumes. I would be the first one to put on a costume and put on a character in the church Christmas productions, I was always, as much as I could, in them or directing them. Over these years, I found so many opportunities to act, to be in these roles, and yet never actually stood on set as a paid actor until just a few years ago. I kind of just let it go. I let the dream go. I was fully into, you know, I'm going to be a youth worker all my life. And then when that finished, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't really know where I was supposed to go or what I was supposed to do with these gifts, whatever gifts I had. And then my wife was on vacation with her friends. And one of the friend of a friend that was on that vacation was an agent. And my wife said to her, hey, maybe like my husband would still like to do this. Could he just like give you a call or something? She's like, yeah, sure. So I called her and we set it up and then I met her and then I signed a contract. And then lo and behold, I get a notice of an audition the next day. I'm just like, whoa, this is fun. And here's what the audition was like. I go downtown. I drive an hour to get to downtown Toronto. I walk in the room and I was told to dress a specific way. And I walk in the room 
And there's six other people dressed that very specific way with short brown hair and a beard. And I realize I'm not as unique as I thought I was. I don't know if you've seen La La Land, but the scene near the beginning where she walks into the audition space and they're all wearing exactly the same thing as she is, that is reality. And so here I am and I wait for my name to be called. I don't know what to do when that happens, but they say, Alex, and I say, yep. And I jumped up way too eager and excited. And then I walked into the room and there's three other people in there with me auditioning at the same time for whatever this commercial was. And they said, okay, go for it. I was like, ah, and then I way overacted, like just terrible. I like, as if the audience was 300 meters away, I overacted to this audience that was actually two meters away, sitting at a table looking very intimidating. And then they said, okay, um, there are two other people. They had no notes for them. For me, they had about three different notes and said, okay, do this, do this, do this, and bring it down a notch. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. So I did. I didn't really bring it down a notch. And then they said, okay. And then the other two actors walked out, and then I sort of followed them and said, thank you very much. This has been a great experience. And they didn't even look up from the table. (laughs) And I walked out and then the other actors walked out. And then I talked to the lady at the table and was like, so do I just, do I just leave now? And she's like, uh, yeah. And so I left and then I went and I sat in my car and I said out loud, what the hell just happened? (laughs) I guess I didn't get it. I don't know. And then I wait. And then you just wait. The thing with acting and auditions is that you go in, you are one of 100 or 150, maybe 1,000 people that these people are seeing through the day that look a lot like you. They don't really care how you act or what you do. They're looking for a very specific look. So it really has very little to do with who you are or what you do in the moment. And then, yeah, they're not your friend. They're just seeing you and sending you away. But you've sh- you've changed your whole day to make this audition happen. And you go down and you put all your hope in this. I hope I get this so I can get this money and get this role and live out my dream. And they're like, don't even say thank you. Failure became something that I became very familiar with. And failure is part of the story. In fact, failure is the story. If I told you that I went in and then I killed it on that first audition, you'd be like, "Mm, okay, great, way to go, Superman. And I didn't. I failed. Now, as it is, I got my second audition and I got that taste of what it's like, but then I didn't get the next 22. And then I got one. And then I didn't get the next 35. And then I got three in a row. But then I didn't get the next 65 auditions. Do you understand that? 65 times that I said yes to an audition, I put in the effort, I put on the character, I put in the time to show up or record it and send it in, and then I hear nothing. Or I got a call back, and then I heard nothing. This is failure. I wonder what failure is for you, and and if you're avoiding that failure in your story. Because this is what I hear from a lot of people is that they're afraid to share their story. They're afraid um, of, of sharing the whole thing because of the failures, because of how they failed or that they are currently feeling like a failure. 
And what you need to hear today is that that is the part of the story that we need to hear. That is what forms the character. That is what makes it interesting. That is the hero's journey, is having this desire, facing this conflict, and showing up beyond that with the lessons learned. What I didn't tell you was that just before I started to uh, get into auditions was that I made this promise with myself that I needed to put myself into situations where I failed more, where I experienced failure so that I could learn at an accelerated rate. Then these auditions showed up. And guess what? I learned a lot about failure what it means to not get feedback, what it means to make up your own feedback, what it means to bounce back from one to the next audition, what it means to adjust in the moment, all the things around acting, what it means to show up with a room full of other people who are also kind of expecting to fail but desperately want to beat you and get the role so that you don't. There's so much around failure that I learned through that experience that I'm now bringing into my story and my work now as I'm reaching out. I'm asking people to work with me. I'm inviting them to work with me. I'm taking them through processes. I'm trying new things. I'm showing up on podcasts, on this podcast. I'm trying again and again and again new things, new opportunities with new audiences, and they very well may all fail. I may get no feedback. I may not get the call back. Or it might land and be really good for a little bit of a time. Or it might be something that lands really well and then plays for four years and people still send you pictures of when they see you in a commercial on TV. But more than likely, it's just an experiment. And the failure is the story. So may you go forward from here like I have, recognizing that there is something within you that is driving you to try something. There's something within you that is driving you to try this thing that you are passionate about. Start this business, start this conversation, use your voice, show up more. There is an idea within you that needs to be tried, and you're afraid to try it because you might fail. Failure is what makes the story. So if you want to tell a better story with your life, fail more. If you want to tell a better story, put yourself in opportunities to fail more. The more often you fail, the more interesting your story will be and the more relatable your story will be because we all walk around feeling like what? Failures, like we're missing the mark, like we have messed up in some way. So the more that you show up and say, hey, this is how I'm struggling. These are the failures that I've experienced recently. Guess what? People are going to find themselves in your story even more because failure is the story. I'm so excited to dive more into this conversation with you. If something stood out to you from this little story today, then please reach out to me on social media and let me know. I love to hear all of the interactions or all of the ways that this is helping you transform in the same way that I have transformed, moving you from confusion to clarity. And if something has made you more clear in your work, in your story, in your business, because of this podcast, please reach out to me and let me know because that is how we shape the world. This has been No Boring Stories. I am Alex Street and we are just getting started.